You're gonna have to break records. Vladdy Jr. almost won the triple crown this year. Yeah. And was still getting written off saying, I mean, it's Shohei's award. Like, what are we really what kind of You're gonna have to break records. We need somebody in the sixties for home runs. That's it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 Take, where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts right now. Welcome back to the 3-0 Take. This is episode 249. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate. Hey. Hey, my name's Nate. Nice to meet you. Kyle, pleased to meet you. Cool. Cool, man. Where are you from? What do you What do you do? I'm uh, I'm actually out here on the East Coast, the the oh. best coast. Gotcha, gotcha. The best coast. You look familiar. I feel like we used to. We may have played ball together in a in were a previous we, life. Were you doing something before? I feel like I've seen your face. It used to be twice a week. I may have ate like nachos with you out in Denver on one random August oh, day. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. I think Forgot we were also that. maybe. I think we we're also maybe recording a podcast. Wait, is that what this is? I think so. Oh, it's, cool. it's been a minute. Interesting. It's yeah, I minute. forgot how to do this. I have no idea what we're doing. The break that we didn't intend to take, we were intending on just calling it after the month of November, and then we decided, yeah, let's just call it after the month of October and just be done with it. <laughs> but we uh, are back. Life got in the way. Just what it is. Yeah, I decided to take a much more hands-off approach this month. I, I really wanted to follow a schedule. I wanted to do a season recap. I wanted to do an episode right as soon as the MVPs were announced, but things got in the way, and I said, you know what? I'm not going to stress about it. I'm not going to stress. We're gonna get the. We're still going to get the content out there. Yeah. We're still going to have a chance to talk about it, which we will. I don't even know what this episode is going to be. By the time you're listening to it, the episode will have already been named. But as it stands right now, I I don't know what it's going to be called. It's going to be a, a like a hybrid season recap slash what's happened in the last month episode. Yeah. Yeah. That's Nobody's got time at. for that recap, honestly. Most of us have already moved on. Everyone, yeah, been- everyone but Braves fans have moved yeah. on. I was gonna say, yeah, there've been there have been fans that have been moved on since probably like June. So, <laughs> yeah. looking ahead uh, to 2022. Uh, but before we do that, as I said, we're gonna look back a little bit on 2021. We're gonna cover some of the uh, season awards that were announced this past week, and ooh, it's gonna be it's gonna be juicy. Yeah, it's gonna be juicy once we get to a a particular oh, I, award. I already know that was handed out last week. You're just so locked in. I'm just I'm I'm, I'm foaming at the mouth. Uh, no, like I said, we would have done an, an award episode right as soon as uh or as soon as the award was announced. But my brother-in-law's wedding was this past weekend, and we were out of town. And I just said I'm not gonna. I don't want to record on a Wednesday and have the Awards drop Thursday. It didn't make sense. It the, didn't make the sense. Whole, these last like three weeks, nothing has really lined up to make sense for us. So, so here we are, the big shebang, two forty nine. There it is. And what's dope is that as soon as we decide to record, the landscapers decide to come on by the complex with the with the blowers. Clean it up. Isn't that nice? Clean it up. Okay. Well, at Wonderful. least the pe- at least the people know. At least they're aware. Just try not to. Try not to focus on it too much. We gotta, we gotta record. We got a window here that we gotta record, so <laughs> we're just gonna have to suck it up and deal with it. All right, folks, looking back on the 2021 season, we are gonna start. Nate and I wanted to look at the god awful Pocota 
stand-ins. Oh, I love that. You remember I love, those? I love when they're so bad. Remember those? Yeah, you probably forgot. Well, we're gonna we're gonna run through these again as we look back on how the standings and and our projections matched up. So starting off with the Pakota projections, we'll start in the AL East here. They had the Yankees. This is this is gonna be fun. This is gonna be fun. They had the Yankees finishing first in the American League East at ninety-seven and sixty-five. They won ninety-two, right? I think ninety-one. No, did they, ni- was it 90? Uh, did they win a meaningful game? They did not was, win was my one, question. one single meaningful game. Yeah, no, I didn't think so. Moving along here, uh, Rays, 86-76 and 76 in second place. I mean, I mean, okay, that's... It's not a terrible projection it's based not, on what they lost this past offseason. No, it's it's not not terrible. Wait, what are you saying? They lost this past offseason. Well, just like oh, their, you're their talking arms, like arms, yeah, 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 arm, arms. Like, okay, you know what I mean? Just like it, they didn't really upgrade too much in the off season, so it's like I think everyone had that expectation of they would be middle of the road. For a second, I thought you thought that these were next season's Mm-mm. projected standings. No. I was like, uh, we're not there yet. Yeah, uh, Toronto Blue Jays, eighty-five and seventy-seven in third place. Pretty decent, pretty decent projection. Get a little too much credit. See, that's the problem with these these projections is when they first dropped, they were just terrible. And then you just happen to have some some wonky things fall into place and then yeah, Dakota's like their middle of the like, road teams were like pretty decent selections so far anyway. Yeah, I mean, so far I mean the only team we've talked about that's middle of the road. It's pretty safe if you're Pakota to just slap on a mild record to a team and then kind of put them in the middle of the pack and then yeah. just have the outlet have baltimore in last it's like oh yep here's our projections it's like well sick and you still manage to foul it up which we'll get into uh they had the red sox at 80 and 82 uh sick i guess <laughs> good one good joke baltimore at 66 and 96 well done uh minnesota 91 and 71 in the central whoa Nope. Credit to us. Credit to us. We we uh, said they were trash from the jump. We saw that a mile away. Yeah, beyond nice a mile try. away. Nice try. Indians at eighty six and seventy six. What did they end up with? Yeah, let me pull up what okay. they ended up with. I'll pull up what they ended up with. That's I got what the, now. I got the final standings here. They finished at eighty and eighty two. Okay, so six games off. Yeah, six wins off. It's not bad. It's not good. Well, I mean, you get. Yeah, six games in a projection. That's not terrible. And they had him in second place, which is where they finished. So, I mean. Dang, ESPN reset. You can't even look up the standings anymore. Yeah, see, ESPN's been done since trash. the second ESPN game is of the trash. season. Yeah. yeah, ESPN checks out after opening day. So, any, ESPN anything. covers LeBron and Tom Brady, and that is it. And I would almost argue that they don't cover Tom Brady as much as they think they do. They it's no. It's almost exclusively lebron it's it's yeah. lebron's channel yeah and if someone else does something it's just lebron's response on twitter exactly. to it it's like all right well you just twisted it in a way Pro- that didn't need to be twisted props to lebron though like didn't even have to go through the stress of getting like his own network and, and everything set up espn no, like, owns no, espn we love got espn on the house love, love ESPN. espn you like that uh chicago 83 and 79 uh, ten wins off there, folks. Yeah, that's not good. Kansas City Royals seventy-one and ninety-one, pretty accurate. Seventy-four and eighty-eight. Uh, the Tigers sixty-seven and ninety-five. Not enough credit, man. There's just not enough credit to who was giving them credit, though. 
I know I get at the that. start of the season. A hundred percent get that. But I think this year I feel like has officially made us pay attention more to the potential of teams versus just straight up what is their roster on opening day. You know, now we're starting to look a little bit deeper into how deep are these teams because of injuries, because of people having to get called up, because of, you know, their prospects making an impact quicker than what people would expect. That's something that we're going to take into account moving forward. We have to with those teams like that. Where do we leave off? The American League West, they had the Astros at 93 and 69. What'd they win? 96, 97? I can't even read that. That's too small. 95. Yeah, 95 plus 67. That'd be 162. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty, pretty cool. Angels, 87 and 75. That's that's rich. Yeah, I tried to hop on that on that train and get a little bold with it. But to be fair, that was a what's what's Trout's war? <laughs> uh, so <laughs> apparently not high enough to help them win baseball games because they've tried just about every. Well, that's the problem. They haven't tried everything. There are very clear solutions to their problems that would fix everything, and yet they're just like, no, let's sign this this crusty vet and see if he can turn things around. Uh, we'll get to that later. Just so yeah, well, just so we're clear, and and like you said, we'll get to it later. I just want to make it known before we even look ahead to 2022. I'm not on the Angels hype train this year either. So let's just make that clear. Put it, write it down. I made the mistake of of trying to trying to get a little ahead of the curve. I'm like way ahead of the curve. We're like four or five years out by the time these contracts start to run out and they can spend money again. So I'm not, and the prospects are, they ain't there either. So I'm off. I was, I was on for a second. Now I'm off. Yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm not on this, this hype train. Um, and if for whatever reason you want to pull that up, come opening day, 2022, and I've changed my mind, you can call me a coward, but as it stands, Today, November twenty third, not on that train. Go ahead, write it down. <laughs> In fact, no, you know what? It's been a it's been a minute since I've done this. It's been a couple, even a few years at this point. Remember that time I put their mind in my phone about making my mind up about the twins? Mm-hmm. You know what? We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this for the angels. What is I'm your gonna, reminder? Reminder to not hop on the train. Don't change mind <laughs> on fraud. Angels, idiot. <laughs> and I'm gonna set that for what is what is opening day? It's the first. No, we're doing that stupid March crap again this year, aren't we? No shot. We start on time, but sure. True. Well, just for ceremony's sake, I'm gonna say I'm just gonna say March 31st. No, I'm gonna say March 30th because don't we we start on the 31st this year again, don't we? Sure. What a what a garbage I know. concept. All what I want a, for Christmas is a new commissioner. Shout out the shop. Get that. Ugly. Get that ugly sweater. We got ugly sweater get parties. Ugly sweater. Gotta, gotta get add, that. Gotta add to the collection. We gotta. Yeah, we'll we some. gotta. We gotta really identify the things that we stand strongly on. Um, and slap those on some ugly sweaters. Okay, the reminder's been created. Perfect. Proud of you. Scheduled. There we are. Can you make Don't it you? at like one a.m. <laughs> Just in the middle of the night, wake up. <laughs> ah, ah. No. Don't don't no. change my own fraud angels idiot. <laughs> there we go. Done. Um, the Oakland Athletics, eighty and eighty-two. The the hunt for wild card October. The story of the Oakland Athletics. Yeah, I mean, I think the they're probably a a year early on that prediction. I could see the twenty twenty-two A's being eighty and eighty-two, but last year you just kind of look at the the roster talent and you're like, that's 
That's a little better than a, than a sub 500 team. You got to give them a little more credit than that. I mean, yeah, you they, got they finish 86 and 76, but it it just comes down to the fact that for as long as Houston's window is still open, and we've talked before about how that's closing, you would think mm-hmm. somewhat in the near future that the A's just aren't they're gonna always be playing for that wild card game, which. Maybe no, that's ask accurate. Them, I it, agree there. Maybe they're okay with that. I I, I don't at yeah. this point I don't know, but it just doesn't seem like they're willing to. I mean, well, they're, they're living I think, that Moneyball life. No, I mean I think you're right. I think we're officially into that skid, and we'll look forward to it, you know, later on in the episode. But between the loss of their manager and what seems like potential selling on their cornerstone pieces, I think 80 wins might be a little generous. Yeah, not looking good for the Oakland A's. Uh, what do we got here? The Mariners, they had the Mariners projected at 70 and 92. Just like everybody else. But that is the team that, like, like I said before, like that team, the Mariners of 2021 is going to make us look into those fringe teams deeper. We're going to look at them a little more in depth moving forward with projections. You have to, you can't just calculate the active opening day roster and say let's just add up all the war and see what they can do kind of thing no it's going to be looking deeper into what their system looks like i don't know what next year's mariners team is going to be hold on pump the brakes i need to i need to double check on this again i've already brought it up once we're clear that this was pakota's projected standings ahead of or prior to last year's season right correct yeah okay yeah that's what i'm saying is that these projections being so wrong Right. Those teams that they, that, and we'll get into more, but those teams that they predicted and they were so off on, it's going to change the way projections are done moving forward. For the reason being is that, yes, the rest of America and the rest of the baseball world looked at the Mariners and said, eh, but now we're going to start to look at those teams and instead of saying, eh, we're going to say, all right, well, how deep is their system, right? Are these prospects going to come up and make a bigger impact than you think there's it's always a projection where it's always going to be a question mark it's always going to be you know a little more or less type scenario but i think projections are going to be looked at very differently and the projection of what the 21 mariners were supposed to be that being way off is a prime example of why it's going to change moving forward one would hope at the end of the day, though, it, it really just goes to show you that, and I've said this a nobody thousand knows. times, nobody has any clue, no. any clue what they're talking about. No. Especially when you're dealing with a sport in which they play 162 games. Exactly. Come on. So relax in the comments section, please. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's cool it. Yikes. Nobody really knows what they're talking about. It's all for entertainment purposes. We're living in a simulation. That, that's it. That's, that's, all this, that's all this really comes down to. Uh, Texas Rangers, 67-95. Uh, it, was, it was good knowing you. Moving over to the National League, the Mets, 96-66. and 66. That looked good until about August, probably through August. No, that looked, yeah, I mean, it definitely looked really good until they completely missed the playoffs altogether. Whoops. Oof. Was that, was that uncalled for? No. Okay, just want to check. Mets uh, shade is something that everyone can enjoy. Yeah, the Mets, it. I mean, you can enjoy it up to a certain point, but then you realize that the Mets, the Mets fans, also just hate their team and they think they're a joke they're too. Miserable. So it's like, yeah. I guess this is where we hand off the baton. Hmm. Tough, tough, oh, well. tough, tough. The Mets will never stop metsing. 
I may have even been a little bit on their train heading into the this past season, but I, think I was. I, I think I quickly jumped off. I was too. Actually, no, I jumped off. I jumped off when they started all these shenanigans in the clubhouse yeah. and the, yeah. with the freaking the the they turned into Pete all, all of a sudden and talking about raccoons and and this and that. Yeah, raccoon. No, I had no interest in that. The Nats at eighty five and seventy seven. Don't like that. Tough. But I mean, it's those are the types of teams where, again, maybe something else that we can look at projection wise. You know, look at those teams that. Okay, you can you can look at the beginning of 2021 and say, well, the Nationals have Max Scherzer. They have Trey Turner. They have pieces that could help them win. But we also have to account for, are those contracts close to being done? If they aren't where they want to be, would those guys be sold off? So much more has to be taken into account when projecting teams. That's what I'm talking about. Things are going to change moving forward on projections. And it has to be looked at at a, at a more encompassing realistic schedule. I don't know if you can say schedule, but like what can happen in a season, you know? Yeah. Sell Max Scherzer. You're not in the position. Sell him and get pieces back. Trey Turner was a bit of a surprise, but those are teams that we got to think about moving forward that say, all right, well, maybe those guys will get moved and they're going to end up a lot worse than we thought. Being out in this area, I got to say Nationals fans came unglued. Sad. At the deadline. Unglued. But rest assured, the Na- the Nationals will be fine. I really, if for me, I mean, it's pretty simple, and I think a lot of other people would agree. It all comes down to what you're going to do with Juan Soto. If you're going to keep him in limbo, keep your fans wondering. The longer they wait, the higher that pay- that that payment is going to be. If anybody's going to cross over that four hundred million dollar mark, that's the guy. Scary, scary. I don't know what that contract's going to look like, but that's going to be a lot of zeros. Um, the Phillies, 83 and 79. I I really needed the Phillies in it this year. I mean, Hey, finish 82 and 80. Not bad. It's pretty good projection. Pretty spot on the Braves. This was our favorite 80, Worst 82 one. and 80 in fourth place. Fresh off. How many consecutive and at least, uh, title. What was it this year? What wasn't it? The fifth this year, the fifth straight. Oof, it was fifth or sixth. I, th- yeah. I think it may have been the fifth. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just uh, you have to recognize when a team is getting better. And at this point, they still had a healthy Acuna. I don't understand. What's the excuse? We were on them. We, you and I both said Braves are taking that division. We were a little bit on the Mets. <laughs> did we go? Yeah, we did pick it. That's right. Okay. We were a little bit on the Mets hype train, but we stuck with the Braves. Because we're smart. Mm. Exactly. And we, unlike everyone else, know we know what we're talking about. Uh, way better than anyone else. That's why I'm living <laughs> in a freaking mansion right now. Got because, all this, all this money because of my predictions. Because you, you of all people, well, both of us actually, we both knew that Witt Jr. and Sanchez were going to be rookies of the year this year. <laughs> <laughs> we just knew. Uh, yeah. Dahlbeck too. Love that. Love that. <laughs> uh, what's uh? What do we what do we say for NL Central? What Pakota have? Uh, well, we had the Marlins there to round it out. They had him at ah, sixty eight yes. and ninety four, which I I'm not gonna lie, I don't even think it registered with me that the Nationals finished in last place this year. I think the let me check here. The Marlins had them by two games. Love that. Don't I had my eye so glued to whether the the Padres could win 80 games that I wasn't paying attention to any other <laughs> last place team or like bottom of the oh, bottom man. of the division type race. Um, 
The Central, they had the Brewers at 89 and 73. That had to be pretty close. Brewers finished 95 and 67. Wow. Should have been the Cardinals. Should have been the Cardinals. They had the Cubs at 85 and 77. To be fair, there was that moment there for there they, there was a minute there where we thought the the Cubs might actually do something and then they just dismantled. But again, that's another thing, that's another variable that has to be accounted for in projections is looking at that kind of team and being like, well, they've got at that moment they had four guys that they had to basically decide who they're going to pay between Contreras, Baez, Rizzo and Bryant. And that's something that I think we can think about in projections moving forward is saying if they're not in that position, they're clearly going to sell those guys. Obviously, there's still an if there. We don't know if they're going to be in a buyer or selling position. But when you take those guys off of that roster, that overall record is is going to sink. It's just the way it is. They had the Cardinals at 81 and 81. Cardinals finished with 90 wins. As we know, they went on that. What was what was it? To 17 straight? Something like something that. Something awfully impressive. We're so far removed. <laughs> Dude, this is the only recap you're getting, folks. This is, this it's is everything it. I it's everything I can do to to muster up the energy for this episode because I be the I'm just with, ready to move forward. I'm ready with to move every forward. with every passing day after the World Series, I just got more and more checked out and I said, at this point, if we're not recording till like Thanksgiving, like I'm just gonna I'm gonna go to go into a, a hole and sleep. Yeah. Uh, they had the Reds at seventy nine and eighty three. Uh, they finished eighty three and seventy nine. So oh. swap your numbers and someone got dyslexic. Uh, Pirates sixty one and one hundred one. Clean it up. Hey, Pirates finished sixty one and one hundred one. They nailed one. Love that. Is that the first one so far? First one. Good for Pacoda. No, that's not right. They definitely had one correct, didn't they? Did they get the Orioles right? Fifty two and one ten. <laughs> no, they had no. They had him at sixty six and ninety six. They finished. They, they finished fifty two games. Fifty two and a hundred and ten. Same with the the D backs, which we'll get to. But ew, dude. We need that. We need that salary floor. That we we need that. Seriously though, Dodgers at one hundred three and fifty nine, one hundred six and fifty six. Pretty close. Pretty close. Padres at 96 and 66. Oh, no. Just the casual 17 games off. Oh, no. Right? They won 79 games? Yeah. 17 games off. Casual. That's so bad. I mean, to be fair, we... Everybody had had, had them in the 90s. Nobody had them. Not a single person... I want somebody. This will be our, our listeners' little special project. If if you know someone and have proof, we need proof that someone had the Dodgers not or the Padres not even winning eighty games. You need to send that to us because I am yeah. convinced that there is not a single person on this planet, no, that had the the Padres in the seventy Mm-mm. win column. Same with the next team. The well, they had the Diamondbacks next at seventy nine and eighty. What? They had the Diamondbacks what? above the Giants. Oh, wait! They missed the pot. They missed the Padres by what? Seventeen? Yeah. All right, do this math for me. They had <laughs> they had the D backs at seventy nine wins, and they finished with fifty two. Is that also, all? That's also 17. also seventeen. Clean it up, Pakoda. Come on. 
Oh man. I mean, I can't I can't fault you for these Padres and and Giants picks, but the D-backs, what were what did we really think was going to happen there? Come Who on. Knows. Come on. Uh the Giants had them at 75 and 87. Yikes. Yikes. What is the math on that? 75 to 107. That's 22 games. Th- no, that's that's 32 games. 32 games. They want they projected 75. And they finished with they, 107. That's 32 oh. games. <laughs> oh, Gabe Kapler just sitting so high on the horse. 32 so high. That's wild. Games. Uh, Rockies, 60 and 102. Hey, they won 74 games, though, so they really stuck it to Pakota. <laughs> Props to the Rockies, That was I a 14-game swing? Props to the Rockies. Yeah, in, the, in favor of the Rockies. Dakota just taking a massive dump on the Rockies there. That's fine. Uh, And then as a recap, our picks, for those who have just been living under a rock this last year, I feel like we've made this awfully clear. Oh, we've made this very clear for everyone. Nate and I both had the Yankees coming out of the East, the White Sox in the Central. I had the Houston Astros coming out of the West. Nate, for God knows what reason, just getting the that, angels. trying to get that bold cheddar you, out there. You say that, but there's there's better options to go with if you're trying oh, to get a little spicy. That was just a gut, fire from the hip, no research pick. Fire from the hip, blindfolded, I'm. I don't think cocaine. you understand. I don't, I don't know what I don't else. think you understand, people. I very clearly don't do any type of prep for these episodes. I do some prep sometimes, but I would say 95% of the time, no notes. No moss when it comes to the big episodes. When we're talking projections and hot takes and all that stuff, your boy's going in deep now. I'm going in. We'll see about that. I'm going through all the encyclopedias. I'm doing all the digging. Yeah, you say that, and then it'll become time for the hot takes episode. I'm like, Nate, did you bring any notes? You're like, nope, send it. <laughs> uh out of the wild card spots I had I don't know why I picked the twins. Why did I pick the twins? Why did I pick the twins? To be okay. I I remember now. The, see this is fun. I can I can kind of think back. I remember you should remember too. I went with the twins as a a slight against the twins because everybody was saying, "Oh, the twins are going to take a central. This Walk is the away. twins division." Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I said, "No." Twins are trash, but I'll at least give them the, the wild card right, spot. Right. Because why not? And then they just went and said, Hold my beer. Hmm. And then went out and lost Watch a thousand games. This. Uh you had the Blue Jays in the top spot. I had the Blue Jays in the second spot, and you had the Astros in the second spot. So I had the Twins and Jays in the wild card, and you had the Jays and Astros. Neither of those games would have done anything for me. No. I think it worked out I think it worked out just fine this year. Yeah. I think we both worked enjoyed, out the way it needed it. I think we enjoyed that wild card game just a, a little more if it than it if it would have been the Twins and Jays. Yeah, I would have been super unplugged. Just a just a guess. Uh, National League, we both had the Braves coming out of the East, had the Cardinals coming out of the Central, had the Dodgers coming out of the West, had the Padres in the top wild card spot, and had the Mets in the second wild card ah, spot. Ah, we had the same NL. Let's go. Five. I remember that. Yeah, I do remember that. And then I had the po- I had the not the Padres. I had the Dodgers taking the NL pennant, the White Sox taking the AL pennant, and the Sox winning the whole thing. But the Astros said, "No, no, not going to allow that down. to happen." You had the Dodgers and the White Sox, and you had the Dodgers winning the whole thing. So there you have it. We basically just spent the last half hour or so 
just to say nobody really knows what they're talking about. Correct. We do we do this to get your panties in a bunch, yeah. and then we can we can brag about the picks that we got right at the end of the season. Yeah, exactly. Seems it's really the, it's really the 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 sole purpose of this podcast. I think so. With that said, talking about bragging about picks, let's talk about some season awards, shall we? I don't think I was anywhere close on any of these. I don't think you're anywhere close. Anywhere close. Starting us off with a rookie of the year in the National League, Jonathan India. The Reds' first National League rookie of the year since 1999. Finished Absolute with, stud. Ranked second in OPS at 835 among, is that all Major League rookies? Or just all, all Major League rookies. Wow. That's impressive. He No, he was a freak. And I remember mid-season, I think he had like a like one big game or a couple big games. There was a good week or something like that. Then it was like the first time that I had been introduced to Jonathan India, and I was like, this dude is just a ball player. Like you look at him and you're like, that guy through and through a ball player. Looks good in a uni. Everything he does on the field looks good. All the motions are right. Highly impressed. Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I wish I was a little more plugged in on the Reds this year because that would have been a fun dude to watch. And is this another guy of theirs that they're just gonna give it a go with and then say, All right, we'll see you later. I don't know. Is he gonna ship be the him, next Vado or you just him out of town? Sticks around and that's your that's your guy that you're not ever 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 able to build around and succeed with? I don't know. But that that city and that ballpark, get it going. Like it's it's made for success. Everything's there. The template is there. Go. Be good. Do what you gotta do. Be good. Nate's advice for the Cincinnati Reds in twenty twenty two. Be good. Go be good. Clearly the NL Central is just it's it's there. It Brewers exists. are never gonna score runs. The National League Central is a division. Brewers are never gonna score runs. Cubs are out of the picture now. Cardinals, who knows? I'm just after actually, this, I'm actually, I think the Cardinals are going to find it next year. I really dude, do. I'm not. I, I need to get out of the habit of just writing teams off. At this point, it, any it, it's up for grabs for anybody. If the D-backs want to go out in 2022 and throw their hat in the ring for the World Series, I, I could see it happening. Go for it. Why not? Pirates? Sure. Orioles? No. Let's not get carried away. <laughs> 110 losses. It's tough. So bad. Tough. Got to American be <laughs> Just be good. <laughs> Literally, advice for the, the Orioles, the Twins, the Rangers, the Nats, the Pirates, the D-backs. Just, just be good. Don't finish in last place in your division. Just be good. Yeah. I mean, put us in the front office. We'll we'll get these. All right, boys. Let's shredded. be good this year. Be Let's good. Just, just do good. Do well. Be, be good. Do good. <laughs> That's what we would write on the whiteboard in the, in the clubhouse every day. Do well. Be good. What do you got for us today? Be good. <laughs> Uh, American League Rookie of the Year, Randy Rose and Reyna. Not a surprise to to many. I did want to talk about that award specifically. Um, it's like his tenth year in the league. I know, right? Well, we were talking about recording, you know, kind of in between the awards being released, and this was one that I think we were gonna cover, and we just, you know, scheduling didn't let it happen. But when I was looking at the finalists, I think the criteria has to change with rookies. I think certain things have to be looked at. Wander Franco played like 70 games and he was a finalist. I get what he did in that time, but we got to decide. Randy Rosarena is a household name from last year's postseason, but somehow is able to, like he holds, he holds rookie 
No, he holds postseason records before technically winning the rookie of the year. How does that make sense? The criteria has to change. I'm sorry. This is no longer... Randy Orozarena is no longer a rookie, and Wander Franco didn't play enough games to qualify. Certain things have to be adjusted. And and uh, I'm kind of blanking on... There's a couple names where I feel like needed to be added to the list. Uh, there it was. I wrote it down. Mountcastle. Ryan Mountcastle with the, with the Orioles tore it up. Deserved to be a finalist in my mind. And Adolis Garcia. Why are those guys not being considered? Those guys need to be in that list. Wander Franco, no. You weren't there long enough. Rosarena, no, dude. You're not a rookie anymore. I mean, I would... Okay, of those two, though, if you had to drop one end of the criteria, one end of the slider, if you will, are you dropping a Rosarena for playing too much or are you dropping Franco for playing too little? I would drop a Rosarena for playing too much. Right, as I think most people would. I think so, too. I think so, if it was going to change the criteria, I need that to happen. So what's wrong with Franco then? I'm just saying both of them shouldn't be on that list. I think the criteria just needs to change. But if you're going to make me choose which part of the criteria to change, it's the fact that Randy Rosarena is not a rookie. Now, if you get called up and you just never see the field, you're just in the dugout, fine. But if you're impacting baseball games on a regular basis and setting records... You're not a rookie the next year. Sorry. I mean, we the rules are laid out. and It's just weird. And he it qualifies needs to as a rookie of the year. Stupid. Rules need to change. J- Major League Baseball rules department. Just be good, honestly. Be good. I, I figure it out. Just be good. Pretty simple. Uh, comeback player of the year before we get into the other awards. Buster Posey. How about it? Can I just say, has there ever been a more predictable pair of comeback player of the year? Honestly, though, yeah. I mean, well, I say predictable. I'm in terms of once the season was over, and it's like, okay, who's this award going to? Yeah, because nobody, as we as we talk about, nobody saw Buster doing what he was doing until he started <laughs> until he started doing yeah. it. Yeah, but the I just felt like Trey Mancini. I, Trey Mancini was just it was written it was before the time. yeah before the season even started. You're like, okay, yeah. that guy's winning it. Yeah. It's easy. Kind of like next year, we're just going to go ahead and give it to Acuna. Blew out his knee, comes back, and he's going to hit that, 35 home runs. That shouldn't be – you want to talk about changing rules? There needs to be fine print that says Ronald, Ronald Acuna Jr. cannot be eligible for a Comeback Player of the Year award. Yeah, what is the criteria for that, honestly? Like, if you're considered top three player in the game and you miss a season <laughs> due to injury and you come the, back and just continue to be a top three player in the game, yeah. you're not eligible for a comeback player of the I year. I know. I feel like the comeback player of the year has to be those like those those middle-of-the-road guys, those in-the-weeds guys. Buster Posey is going to go through a certain debate to get into the Hall of Fame at some point. But he's not a top-ten player when he got this award, nor was Trey Mancini. And I don't think that should be... You know, it's just like, I think you're right. Like, if maybe there's, they have to be outside of the top 50 when MLB Network comes out with their top 100 guys in the MLB. Outside of the top 50, you're eligible to win Comeback Player of the Year because no one expects you to do anything. I'm burning this place down if Acuna gets the award next year. That just, that just doesn't seem right, doesn't seem fair. Oh, MVP and <laughs> Comeback Player. Yeah, of that the makes year. sense. <laughs> Give him the Rookie of the Year while you're at it. I yeah. mean, he's, he's young enough. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. No, but for real, props to props to Buster Posey and Trey Mancini. Just, I mean, like we said, with Trey, you could look at 
his case before the season even started. He said he's going to win it, but he still had to go out there and do it. Yeah. Like, we can't take that. We can't take anything away from him in that regard. Like, right. this man missed all of last season. Well, I think it just speaks to, like, the, the amount of work he put in to get back. Right. I think it's more about that than anything. Obviously, the numbers were pretty good, but, like, he he had to put in work. Can't imagine going through chemotherapy and, and losing weight and energy and your immune systems through the, like, you know, it's just how do you beat all of that and come back and do things at a professional level. I think it's super impressive. Yeah, I definitely don't want to take anything away from guys like Acuna and, and others who go through a, an ACL situation or things like that. But this is nice having level. to go through colon cancer, that's or really any form of cancer or life-threatening yeah. illness or situation, that's, I feel like that warrants a little bit. Yeah, Different I think when it's something phrase. that threatens your life versus just your career, no one's no one's going to lose their life because of a torn ACL, you know? And again, it's not to diminish those right. types no, of injuries. not at all. But when someone can beat a life-threatening disease or something, I mean, it's that's, that's huge. Yeah, because you have to worry about maintaining the life you've been given. And yeah. then once you've done that, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm a professional baseball player. I have right. to reacquire the skills and yeah. muscle memory that I had when I was at the peak of my game. And he goes out there and does it. And it's like oh, wild, pretty interesting. No, but impressive for both. It's I, I still don't think it's sunk in yet for me that Buster's retired. I know. Guy was way to go out, though. The, I mean, have been along nice with an, a ring. Yeah, it would have been ring. good with the ring. But another he like ring. he the fact that he was a part of such an awesome ride for a team that wasn't expecting, you know, or maybe not expecting, but wasn't expected by others to do anything. I think it's cool. Good for Buster. That was a nice. Get catch into coaching. There. Get into coaching. For Go sure. back to FSU or or do something because that guy's like too genius of a baseball mind to to no, leave they, the game entirely. I don't know if anything's uh, come out about that yet in terms of his future plans, which I doubt it. That'd be awfully soon. But give it a it, year. The Take giant, a year off. Live with the fam. But like you're gonna get bored. Go back to doing something. Come on, MLB Network. Let me hear you talk no, about no, no, no. The Giants. The Giants keep him around long term. They have to. Like special advisor role. Why not keep him in the in the dugout? Look what they look what the Sox do with Veritech. That's true. It's a great Tech's point. Tech's got I, it made. I think you and I are in agreement that uh catchers I, I think make the best coach. Oh, for sure. No matter what their position is, they're gonna be the best coach. So the amount of game that they have to see and and remember and think about and calculate, catchers are the ones that are completely plugged in at all times. Love that. Manager of the year. I think there were some uh, ruffled feathers with these. Gabe Kapler in the National League. Well-deserved. Snicker needs to be a finalist. I mean, come on. I don't understand that. What are we doing? Like, I, I have I, no... I, these are these are done right after the regular season, correct? So the Who postseason knows? isn't accounted for, right? I, are they? We, do we do we know when any of these awards are, are voted on? Because, yeah, I mean, come point. on. It's a good point. Who are the other finalists with Kapler? It was hold on. I got all I have all of the finalist graphics in my photo album or in my uh photo roller, whatever it's called. Gabe Kapler, Mike Schilt. Craig Council's on there, right? Craig Council, yeah. Mike Schilt is a finalist but gets fired. <laughs> well, it's like uh uh oh god, what's it I'm blanking. Rent to Rio with the White Sox, what was that, two years ago? Yeah, yeah. 
Didn't he win the thing and got fired? Yeah. <laughs> White Sox, let's go. Oh, man. It has to be done before the regular season. For it that has reason to alone. Be. I mean, or like I said. Before the postseason, I should say. Like I said, well-deserved. Gabe, I mean, you can't you can't argue Gabe Kapler winning no. the award. No, I'm totally fine with that. I think it's the finalists that need to be. But the manager of the team that won the World Series, and they weren't even expected to. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Also, yeah, no, I mean, I, I you're right. You're 100% right. I, I mean, agree. yeah, because you, you could look at the start of the season like we just talked about and say, well, yeah, the Braves, before before you find out about the Acuna thing, before you find out about the Ozuna thing, you look at that and go, yeah, they'll, they'll win the East. Yeah. But they still have to go through the National League West to get to the World Series and much less win it. Yeah. And they they do what they did, missing I, the pieces they were missing. Votes, these votes have to be done before. <sighs> just, that's the only explanation. Like, just be good. Be good. Whoever comes up with a schedule, just be good. Is it really, is it that difficult to just delay the voting? Like, what? Why are we? Why are we jumping the gun on the voting? It's at least with this particular award, with the manager of the year award, because you find out who the real managers are and who are the deserving managers come postseason yeah, time. Yeah, I agree. I I definitely agree because you know I'm I'm sure I'm not going to have these names off of offhand but like i'm sure you could look at some either finalists or winners of these awards and then you look at what they did in the in the postseason and you're like "Mm, no dude i watched you under a microscope and it was bad so in my mind i think you're right i think a manager plays a bigger role in the postseason than in the regular season difficult decisions to be made there's different there's different buttons being hit under crunch time that need to be a part of this decision i mean sure you could Based on the regular season for other awards in this conversation, but manager of the year, I feel like has to, yeah, y- you have to include the postseason. Also, um, Anthropolis is that his name? GM <laughs> Anthopolis. Anthopolis is no R, huh? He wasn't a finalist either, was he? Or do they even announce finalists for those? No, he got snubbed for uh, what even is the official title? Of that it's executive of the year, right? Tell me how that makes sense. It doesn't make sense, Nate. It doesn't. You lose a a potential MVP. You lose a middle of the lineup guy, like executive of the year. Okay. Well, I mean, Farhan Zahidi won the award. So I mean, again, can't can't really argue that. But right, did we get finalists on that though? Do they do finalists? I don't know. I don't if they know. Do finalists? Uh, do they do finalists? I don't know. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Yeah. I'm sure it's not as widely announced. Yeah, they Either. have. Oh, all right, all right. All right. Ray's president of baseball operations, Eric Neander, who won the award in 2019, was the runner-up. While Brewer's president of baseball operations, David Stearns, finished third. What are we looking at? In my mind, that award speaks specifically to what their reactions are of what happens in a regular season. What did the Reds do? That it, What did the front office do to earn that award? The Brewers pretty much... Wait, the Reds. Who are the Reds? I mean, the Giants. I thought you said Giants. You said the Reds were in the finalists, right? No, I said Giants second, Brewers third. What? I just read that. You just said Reds. I didn't mean to say it. Did I say Reds, listeners, to those listening? Did I say Reds? I don't think I said Reds. I said... Who are the finalists? I said Giants. It was Farhan Zahidi with the Giants. 
Oh, no, sorry. I said the Rays. I said the Rays. That's what you're, you're talking about the second place team. It was the Rays. Eric Neander with the Rays was the runner talk, up. I thought we were talking NL. Uh, they broke it down. They break it down. No, they don't do league. They just do oh. top three for. for uh, I'm sorry. I thought I heard Reds. Okay, understood. Understood. But when you look at these, I I I kind of look at transactions more than anything else. I get it. They have to get credit for the roster that they put together and built, and maybe they didn't need the moves. But when you look at Anthopolis, like that guy had to react to some horrible stuff. You know. Rebuild his entire outfield. Exactly. Rebuild the entire outfield. Not to mention the guys that you brought in literally won your ring for you. Were huge pieces in the postseason. Here's another award. This award has to wait until after. I'm not saying Anthopolis had to win that award, but I do think he needed to be in the top three. Again, it just comes down to when when these things get voted on. Who, who, Who really knows? Either way, Eddie Rosario, Jorge Soler, Jock Peterson, those guys made a difference and those were transactions that everyone looked at when it happened they were like oh cool whatever just a warm body to play out there no wrong they dominated wrong now the braves definitely listen to the podcast because they said you know that that kyle guy has been talking for a long time about you know when it comes down to crunch time you need something to really rally behind and we're gonna bring a guy over pearls that looks like an 85-year-old white woman wearing his necklace, and he's going to go out and essentially be the reason we won a World Series. So White, white pearls. I don't know. Whatever is what it is. Kevin Cash in the American League? Why? I don't get it either. Why? What were, who were the finalists there? Uh, Dusty Baker and let's see if I can remember without even looking it up. It was uh, – no, I'm going to have to look it up. Uh, Mariners. Oh, uh, Scott. Yeah, yeah. Mariners. Scott's a race. Um, I don't hate those finalists. I don't love Ka- Kevin Cash being anywhere no. in the top three, though. Come on. Honestly, Cora. I think Cora needs to be in the top three. But I'm okay with Dusty Baker and Cervase. I'm okay with that top three. I just, I, I can't even get upset about these picks anymore because I, my, my favorite. Don't, they don't surprise me. My favorite thing stat about. The AL manager of the year is that <laughs> Aaron Boone didn't get one vote, not one single vote for being anywhere on that list. I mean, you isn't the award usually a, given to somebody who does something of value? No. Well, t- traditionally, yes. Kevin Cash is a warm body, but I just think it's funny that Aaron Boone didn't get a single vote and Cash was like, yeah, let's bring him back. A couple more years, sure. Anyway, moving on. I'm going to need them to extend him. Again, Dude, this offseason to like an eight or ten year contract. Like, I'm just, so tired of it. Just keep kicking the can down the road. <laughs> uh, I need that so much. The The thing that I hate about this Kevin Cash pick is that, like you said, was just a warm body. But now, and I got a little nugget here for you, inserts himself into the conversation with Bobby Cox, joins Bobby Cox in repeating as manager of the year, securing... He's he only joined Bobby Cox, so it's just them two to have one back to back manager of the year awards. I hate that. I do too. Like if you're gonna be in that conversation, you need to be a, a legend. Do a little bit more than reading off the note sheets from your front office. And yeah, honestly though. I hate it. Have a gut. <sighs> I mean, if if these awards were, were chosen and voted on 
when they should have been voted and chosen. Yeah. Scott Surveys takes us 10 times out of 10. I think so, too. I mean, just we just talked about the projections. I think everyone, that was one of the teams that we all agreed with Pakoda. Saying, yeah, probably probably pretty close. And they shook the world a little bit. And they ignited a, a, a city back to life. And they put themselves on the map and told the baseball world, hey, we're going to be here for a minute. They will. Mariners are going to be a problem. Yeah, for me, it's not exactly where they finish. It's just the fact that, and you can go back. I'm sure there's episodes where we talked about this for the Mariners. Just when you thought that they would taper off. Yeah, they kept going. I mean, I remember that month one. We did those recaps at the of the standings after the first month. We were like, Mariners are at the top or whatever. And we're like, yeah, that's not going to hold. They were a problem to the end. They made it an issue for the last week. They And they had us on the edge of our seats because of our teams. <laughs> they were in the conversation for a postseason spot on the last in the last weekend of the season. Yeah. It was that Angels series. Yeah, Otani stepped up big for us. Thank you so much, Shohei. Shohei. We owe Shohei our lives, man. Yeah. I mean that, that <laughs> trip that trip to Fenway was incredible. Thank you, Shohei. Shohei's like what uh, what? To play huh? for the Angels. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? What do I have to do with this Fenway trip? Um, let's see. Oh, is it Cy Young time? Were there any Were there any disputes on your end with the Cy Young picks? I know you had texted me right before the award had been given out, and you said, "I think it's going to be Corbin Burns, but I think Wheeler deserves a little want, bit more respect." Yeah, I wanted Wheeler. Wheeler had like I feel like thirty more innings, thirty five more innings, or something like that. More strikeouts. Wheeler was close. I think that vote ended up being fairly close. Um, which I'm okay with. I get it. Burns was, I think, just so dominant in like the first two thirds of the season that you couldn't really look at it any other way. But Wheeler, I don't think anyone had any idea. I didn't know until I, I saw the finalists and was shown his stats. I was like, oh, okay, good for you, guy. Because I personally had Nola. If we look at that rotation, I was like, all right, well, Nola is going to be the guy in that, not Wheeler. And just another, just another little knife stab and a little bit of a twist for Mets fans. God, it must suck being a Mets fan. <laughs> just to watch guys go succeed and dominate like elsewhere. They have to just be like addicted to pain. <laughs> it's like, all right, 2022, let's do it all over again. What a that's a miserable life, man. I I feel for Mets fans. What a tough life. Robbie Ray, perfect, deserved it. I didn't think Garrett Cole deserved it at all. Um, I mean, I, I could see him and I was okay with him being a finalist, but Robbie Ray deserved this. And if it honestly, if it wasn't for Trey Mancini, I think Robbie Ray could have won the comeback player of the year as well. That guy absolutely bounced back. He embraced so many mechanical changes. And we've, I've said this a million times on this podcast and you've always agreed is that I can, I can 100% support that veteran that has done one thing a certain way for so long and he's able to embrace change and succeed with it after being you know down in the dumps for a bit. Votto is an example of that this year. Stood upright in the box, flattened out the bat a little bit and made a, a world of difference. Robbie Ray is just, I think it's awesome. The fact that he completely changed mechanics and he completely flipped the script on what his scouting was. Great velocity, no control. Walks a lot of guys. Right. That's I mean, that's impressive. Like I said, if it wasn't for Trey Mancini, Robbie Ray probably wins comeback player of the year as well. 
Led the majors in strikeouts with 248. Led the American League in ERA at 284. Innings of the 193 and one-third. And Clean whip, sweep. And whip of 1.045. To become the first Toronto pitcher since who, Nate? To win the American League Cy Young Award. Roy Halladay? Hey, 2003. Nice. First Blue Jays since Roy Halladay to win the award. It's props to Robbie Ray. Most valuable player, Shohei Otani. Congrats. Don't even need to talk about it. Everybody saw it coming from a mile away. I just think this is going to be a huge problem. How so? I don't understand how anybody's going to be able to follow that up. If if you can do any type of impactful thing on both sides of the ball, it's it's his. It's, Are we about going, to see like an unprecedented stretch of MB, MVPs from Shohei Otani? If that's the, that's the standard now. The standard's been set. I think he was pretty good as a pitcher. Yes, I agree. Like, yes, he he did pretty good. Obviously, the stick helped. But now, like, we, I don't know. Yes, I'm I'm happy about two-way players and the possibility of that being opened up. I've always thought that, you know, when pitchers are having to decide junior year of high school if they're done hitting, it's really early. You're not even a, a grown man at that point. Like, let's let them develop. Let's get into college. Let them maybe have a couple of the low A opportunities after they get drafted to do both. I think it does change quite a bit moving forward. And that is huge barriers broken, but our standard of MVP, how is it possibly going to be better than this? All he has to do is pretty much the same thing next year. That seems like the bat is for real. All he has to do is pretty much the same thing with, with pitching. I think Shohei Otani is just looking around at the rest of the league saying, just, just be good. Be good. He's wondering why nobody else can keep up with him. And I think if he can stay healthy, uh, this may very well be like the Mike Trout memes that we've been coming out with for the last couple of years where it's like shows up for his 30th consecutive MVP announcement on MLB Network, which is like, okay, he's here again. It's just going to be every year with this guy. Like yeah, you said, if so. he does even anything remotely similar above a- average or above average on the mound, yeah. it's like, okay, it's a lock. Yeah. Which isn't exactly fun for... For people who maybe want to see their own guy get in, but I mean, it's exciting for baseball to, to have a guy like Shohei Otani in it. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying, at least for the sake of the award, again, if he stays healthy, is there really much of a debate moving forward, at least for the next handful of years? I don't think not really. so. Not really. I mean, perfect example. You're going to have to break records. Vladdy Jr. almost won the Triple Crown this year Yeah, and was still getting written off saying, I mean, it's Shohei's award. Like, what are we really? What kind of break are we... records? We need somebody in the '60s for home runs. That's it. It's the only thing I can think of. Right? Because RBIs you... don't matter anymore. Batting <laughs> average doesn't matter anymore. So just hit 60 home runs matter. and have a crazy OPS, and you're good. Even then, though, what if Shohei goes out and hits 40 and puts up a 120 uh, innings, a 3.75 on the mound? It's his. It's still his. That's my if point. He throws, if he throws over 100 innings. And hits 35-plus home runs, it's a lock every year. Because he's going to mix in. He's going to sprinkle in all the filler stuff. He's going to sprinkle in the stolen bases. He's going to sprinkle in the extra base hits. He's going to sprinkle in strikeouts. There's other stats that he's going to fill in the cracks and just tell you, this is what I do now. So now we're not going to see, because we're not going to see another two-way player anytime soon. This is a new thing. We're probably five or six years out from seeing another guy that has a legitimate chance of being in the rotation and in the middle of the lineup. So no one's in his way unless they can break records. 
I mean, you're going to have to become like the new home run king to even have a shot, it sounds like. Because, yeah. like I said, even if you hit, I don't know, 60, Shohei hits 40, does something decent on the mound, it's still his. Yeah. Regardless how you feel about it or not, that I just feel like that's where the votes are going to be going. Uh, National League, Bryce Harper. Say it Sur- again. Surprise, I need you to say, say it again. Surprise, surprise. The king is back. Bryce Harper, your 2021 National League MVP. I'm not even surprised. And let me just, you know, while I'm thinking of it, let's just let's just go through some of the comments again. Re- go ahead and let them let everyone know the date that you made your selection. Oh, I was going to the award, the the comments that people had even after he got named. But the date of that start at the beginning of the timeline. Yeah, let's let's run it back, shall we? That We're pick talking March, right? Actually, no. You know what? I here I got the clip right here. I'll just I'll just play it over. I'll just play it over the mic here. Let's see what we got. Don't hurt my ears. I won't. This is the year that I stick to my guns. I put my money where my mouth is. The National League MVP for the year of our Lord 2021, Bryce Harper. Whoa. Oh, you are going to get wrecked. I am going all in. I'm going all in on Bryce Harper this year. You are going to get absolutely wrecked in the comment section. I'm okay with it. Finally, I am not going to be the one. I feel good about this. You just wait. You just wait, friend. And that was on March 29th, which if if tradition holds up, that was probably actually recorded March 28th and we dropped it on the 29th. So March 28th. I, oh, I mean, we could go ahead and chalk this up as the second best prediction behind what Trevor Plouffe was able to predict for the World Series. back. In yeah, March. I mean, you, you can't. There, that's that's not touched. No, yeah, there's nothing. Even Braves over Astros in six. The fact that he had that tweeted out. <laughs> Come on. That's wild, but you're right up there, bud. You're right up there. I'm proud of you. This Thank has got to feel good. And look, I I know and we the made... fact that the hate is still there is really weird, though. Yeah, yeah. But the thing that gets me about this Harper thing, like I know we literally just got done saying multiple times this episode, and we say it all the time. Nobody really knows what they're talking about, and we're just like making, we're just taking shots in the dark with a lot of yeah. these things. But yeah. I think you and the majority of our listeners can say, if there was one pick, and I'm not just saying that because it's hindsight, if there was one pick that I was behind this year, it was, do you know how how many comments I responded to in defense of Bryce Harper? How many times in our fantasy group (laughs) chat that I spent hours of my life just defending this guy to like a dozen other people that really couldn't care less? You did. Like this was my pick that I was behind wholeheartedly this year, and I'm just glad to see it panned out. And then right behind you in that selection was the way he looked. That suit was fuego. Fuego. My goodness. Well, I, so on that note, I have to admit, I didn't catch much of the, well, I didn't catch any of the selection show because, as I mentioned, my brother-in-law's wedding was this weekend. Uh, so I was, and we got into town on Thursday. So that night, yeah, we're just you like, were like, I think you were driving or you were like at the we rehearsal going to, dinner or something. And yeah, I'm like texting you. Yeah. We were going to pick up tuxes for the, for Saturday or whatever. <laughs> so we're going over to men's warehouse and, and picking those up. And, and, uh, so Meredith's like just driving me around as we're going all these places to pick stuff up. And I'm like, post up. And our guy got a shout out Bryson, Bryce's, uh, roommate, Bryson mm-hmm. Stott. Mm-hmm. He posted rocking the, the gear. Posted the picture of him in the T from one of his, I think it was the Arizona Fall League games, and posted a picture, and the the Phillies retweeted it, 
showed him some love with it and just the the where can I get these shirt comments yeah. just started Gotta flooding. So meanwhile, while Bryce is sitting there dapper as ever, just looking fuego in the suit, I'm sitting our, our here. Our shop is just ching. I'm, I'm just <laughs> I'm just blowing up Bryson's notifications, responding to these people in his on his tweet, <laughs> just going ham. But all here's that to say, link. here's the link. Here's, here's the, link. the link. Don't click these spam links. There's so many bots. I don't know how they do it that quickly. Yeah. They literally take, they like screenshot the shirt and then put a link and say, get it here. It's like, what? Yeah. No. I kind of want to try it, honestly. Like, what happens? Do they send you a shirt? Who knows? They probably just take your money. My favorite, my favorite was the people that were, the bots that were responding to my tweet saying, this is spam. And I said, that's funny because our logo is literally on the shirt <laughs> that you're tweeting a picture of, but that's fine. Uh, um, but yeah, man, Bryce Harper, 2021 MVP. And the comments, you're right. The, the the hate even after the fact. Yeah. Like I posted the graphic of the award and I said, overrated question mark, try MVP. And then we got, I'm not even going to give him the time of day. I'm not even going to put his name out there because he doesn't deserve that kind of recognition. But if you want to go back and look at the post, you'll see it. But he says, overrated MVP, perhaps. Uh, sorry that you're a Braves fan. And then he said, I, and then I said, I said, weep. And he said, okay, but only for a minute because the Braves are still champions. And then I said, so it really shouldn't bother you then. Like these are the, these are the types right, of fans right. I just have no time of day for. It's like still got stuff living rent free in your head. The Nationals fans of 2019 win a national or win a World Series, and they're the first thing they talk about is Bryce Harper. Still furious. Like <laughs> get over yourselves. Oh, and then man. somebody said, most valuable player not to get hurt with an asterisk and then i said crazy how injuries were only a thing in baseball in 2021 like we've never seen this before where guys yeah. get hurt and and this and that but i just i just wish people would just come out and say hey i hate rice harper and just yeah. move on with their day it would save everybody yeah, honestly, so much time honestly instead of just fighting it um uh, one of the breakdowns during the award show was harold reynolds kind of talking about bryce harper's year before they announced the him actually winning it but um it was him breaking down like how many times he recognized the situation. And I think what we have to acknowledge is that Bryce Harper, the IQ is just getting through the roof at this point of paying attention. And he had real Muto behind him quite a bit in the, in the lineup throughout the season. And it just showed him just all these shifts and he's just dropping down bunts, getting JT to the plate, bunt, bunt, bunt. Then JT just comes up clutch, you know, whether it's a dinger or, a double or something like that. But like what, what else can you ask for from Bryce Harper? Honestly, what more can you ask for? Cause I think he's gotten to this point of he's on track to be in the hall of fame. He's got two MVPs. And at what point can we say he's lived up to the hype that he felt and was surrounded by as a teenager? When can we say, yeah, he's lived up to it. And I think that's where a lot of that hate stems from. It's because if you look at a lot of people that hate him, they're all pretty much our age. And we were all teenagers while he was a teenager and he was getting all the love. Oh, well, all I'm going to say is don't make me double down in 2022. Don't make me do it. <laughs> don't make me do it. Oh, back to back MVPs. That'd be wild. Don't make me do it. I don't, I'm feeling saucy right now, but we'll see how I feel come prediction time. But just remember. also side note, all I got to say is, uh, I thought it was hilarious. I texted you this during the award show. Tatis very much knew that he wasn't winning the award. Yeah, what was that about? Just he's FaceTiming was, in the car. 
And then what did I say to that? Well, at least he showed up. Yeah. What is up with Garrett Cole? Just no showing. What kind of? Who knows, man? This guy. What kind of garbage is a, that? This guy is just strange. He's just strange. The only thing he's done that's been absolutely perfect was his Halloween costume, because his baby dressed up as Dwight and and him and his wife were Jim and Pam. Spot on. Other than that, I'm not impressed so far. That baby could be a PC. star on the show called Babies I Don't Care About. <laughs> oh, uh, the Will Ferrell quote, too. Will that's, Ferrell. that's big time. <laughs> no, but for real, I mean, what kind of class are we talking about or lack thereof? Not even showing up? Are you kidding me? What a I mean, did, that did guy we get a reasoning behind it? <sighs> Because I don't, I don't want you to go too heavy if we like we find out that he was at a funeral or something. Okay, well, if, yeah, I mean, come on, uh, yeah. give me a pass if that's the case. But <laughs> God's honest truth, I don't know what happened. So as it stands right now, dude's a fraud. But if something more serious happened, then I will, I will walk back those comments. All right, deal. But I think it was just the fact that he just didn't even know what was. He 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 knew didn't even stand a chance. At least Fernando was like, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm in the I'm in the running here. I'll wear a V neck and sit got, in my car. <laughs> I got sounds a shot. good. I got a shot. Um, gosh, we still got to run through these signs real quick. We're going to go rapid fire because I know we got we to gotta bounce. Uh, I want you to grade these signings. Okay. And we're going to start with the one that most recently just happened today. I know we got worried about Kendall Graveman, but that has not, uh, does not, at this t- at this particular moment, has not been a, made official yet. So we're going to start off with Wander Franco. Nate, how do we feel about a 12-year Guaranteed 185, max 223 million dollar contract for Wander Franco. These are the moves of the future, and this is, I think, what is going to start to change the arbitration rules um, moving forward of the whole six years of service time before they officially become free agents. I think a lot of stuff's going to change because of these deals, and we've seen, you know, Acuna, we've seen Albies, we've seen. Tatis, guys before they're even close to being eligible as free agents signing these max contracts. So it's going to change the game. The Rays, it's about time they spend money. Um, I give this an A. It has to be an A. I don't know what else it would be because this kid, I get it. I just dogged on him earlier for not playing a whole lot of games this year, but he was still crazy with what he did, and he's going to be a problem for a while. It's an A. Has to be. And that was probably a pretty – I mean, the AAV is way down, so – they did good. Eduardo Rod- Rodriguez, five-year, $77 million deal with the Detroit Tigers. I don't have these in any particular order. so I'll say B, maybe B minus. Yeah, I mean, it's the Tigers rotation. You got young guys that are trying to figure it out and, and make their name for it. Um, so you don't need a big horse to come in. You need a guy that just plugs right into the middle of that rotation. And that's what Erod's going to do. Honestly, I'm, I'm not all that broken up about it. You know, I didn't I think you were. Eduardo yeah. Rodriguez. I'm, yeah. People were, people had the audacity to come out and say, well, you knew what you were going to get with this guy. He was just a, he was a constant. And I was like, uh, I don't know what Ed, Eduardo Rodriguez you're watching because it's not, it's not the same guy I'm watching because that guy makes me nervous more than just about anybody. Yeah. So I wasn't all that upset about it. Uh, Jose Barrios, seven year, $131 million. It's been a while. You can tell it's been a minute since we recorded. Cause we got yeah. some, we got some older moves on here, but seven year, $131 million extension with the blue Jays. Hey, definitely an A that guy's going to be an issue for a while. Unfortunately in our division. Yeah. Not, not a big throwing, fan of that. Throwing Frisbees. 
Uh, Noah Syndergaard, one-year, $21 million deal with the Angels. C-minus. Oh, I'm thinking like, ah, yeah, C-minus. C- that's that's fair. Because there is a lot of upside that could be there. Sure. We know what he's done, but it's been so long since he's done it. This is This, to me, was an overpay, but the Angels have to. They have no other choice. Yeah. They have to. This is this is like what the Yankees did with Kluber last year. It's like, yeah, I mean, why not? But for twenty one mil, no, C minus. Yeah, and I and think I, you and I both. I mean, we we've, we've expressed it. I'm not a huge Thor guy anyway. No. I think he just he's all about you know selfies and and shirtless bullpens. That's all he does. Like, I've we, never seen that guy do anything else except throw bullpens with his shirt off. Yeah, I'm not I'm not crazy about this move, but I guess with the upside, well, I mean, we'll see, but. Face value, I'm not crazy about it. Uh, Aaron Loop, uh, two-year, $17 million deal with the Angels, went 6-0 and with a .95 ERA in 65 appearances this season. I'll say I'll say C+. Plus. C+. Plus. Yeah. On whose, as Michael Scott would say, on whom's authority? Why not? Well, who are you Who are you giving the C plus to? Are you saying it was a bad deal for one, for one side versus Read the other? Read the numbers off again. Six and zero. He's thirty three. Six and zero with a point nine five ERA in sixty five appearances, posting the lowest ERA among all major league relievers with at least fifty innings. Thirty three. One year deal. How much two, was the deal for? Two year deal. Seventeen mil. Ooh, I'll, I'll bump it up to B minus then. Why your initial? I C- I didn't pay attention. I thought it was a one year seventeen. I didn't know it was a two year seventeen. Two year seventeen. That's a bargain. It's a really good job. But. It, it's it's just it's weird because they have that money and they're not spending it, you know, on guys that they should have. Raceo Iglesias, like, give him the money. That's why I'm so confused by this Syndergaard. Like, they're clearly getting the message from people that they need to sign pitchers, but just spend this crazy money that you're willing to spend. Yeah. On reliable, healthy arms. Yeah, I'd rather do a two-year, thirty-two million dollar. Thirty-five million dollar deal for Racio Iglesias, then one year twenty-one for Thor. I, just, I don't get that. I don't get it. Uh, cruising along here, Alex Wood, uh, two-year twenty mil, back with the Giants. B. I would have rather seen them, sp- and it's not done yet. He's still out there, but I would have rather seen that money go towards Kevin Gosman. Uh, who else we got? Anthony Desclafani, three-year thirty-six mil, back B with plus. the Giants. B plus because of the AAV. Had a career best 2021 season, finishing 13 and seven with a 3.17 and 152 strikeouts. That's solid. That's a that's a really good three option in your rotation. Uh, Sandy Alcantara. I don't know if the deal is official yet. I think it's kind of in that Kendall Graveman territory because I saw that they were closing in on it, uh, nearing an agreement. As it stands right now, what I have is a five-year contract extension worth quote north of 55 million. B plus, maybe even an A minus. Yeah, I was gonna say that's up there. Yeah, that's that's a great deal. Balling on a budget, Kim Ng just doing what she needs to do to lock down those dudes. And it, I'm telling you, dude, let's go Marlins, dude. Let's like go I need Marlins. it soon. I need that's- it soon. I want Donnie Baseball to win Manager of the Year at some point, and I want this team to be a problem. Now that would make a spicy pick uh, prediction for Manager of the Year next year. I might ride that out a little bit. I don't think we've done manager of the year predict. We, that might need to be something we introduce next season. I think you're right. I don't think we, we have done them. Yeah, we don't do preseason picks for that. Let's add it in. Love that. All I right. already have my MVP pick. I'm sticking 
with Luis Robert. I'm riding that. I told you that a couple Did months you? ago. Staying through that. Remind, set a reminder for me, too. Set a reminder. Stay with Luis Robert Luis for ALMVP. Luis Robert, idiot. Um, give me the 60. Give me the 60 dingers to beat out Shohei. 60 dingers. All right. We'll, we'll see about that. <laughs> This will make for a great social clip when I come back to it. And I'm over here laughing at 60, and he puts up like 65. Either that or he's going to have eight home runs, and he's going to play 32 <laughs> games. Terrible. Terrible. Uh, all right. Let's wrap this thing up. We, we're just kind of cleaning house, just kind of tying, every, up. tying up everything with a, a bow. That about does it. I don't know what we're going to do for 250. Yeah, it's 249. It's crazy. It's going to be the last one before... We go on another break, kind of, because we got we got some interviews lined up that we're going to drop. They're already in the hopper, so we're going to be taking another kind of break-ish in December. Yeah. Uh, so we'll figure out what we're going to do for 250. Don't really have any clue yet, but... Me neither. Might do something fun. Yeah, we get weird with it. A quarter of a quarter of a grand. Yeah, that's wild. That's a lot. 250 episodes old. That is a lot. Well... Ladies and gents, enjoy the fam. Eat all you can. Um, I mean, let's real best quick, Thanksgiving food. Go. Oh, I was just gonna say that. Um, well, my mom's in town this year. She came down, so she's actually staying here. She's not here at the moment. She's ah. out to lunch. I know. I was gonna bring her on. Um, she uh, she makes incredible mac and cheese. Ooh, very incredible. underrated Thanksgiving food. I, I must say, very underrated. Incredible, incredible. Better can, than any restaurant mac and cheese I've ever had. That's phenomenal. You need to package them up and send it out to me I got in, you. A, in a cooler. I got you. Yeah, mac and cheese never makes its way to the it table never does. At, the, at the Corwin Thanksgiving. It never it's it's such a rare thing. It needs to be needs to be more appreciated. Love that. But if we're talking like traditional things that are served, I'm a big cranberry with the turkey in the bite kind of guy. I get that's, a little cranberry on the turkey. That's terrible. I know you're not in on that. That's of course terrible. not. But if we're talking about things that are always on your Thanksgiving plate that is underrated, it's cranberry. Uh, things that are always on my plate that are my favorite, I'm going to go with a dinner roll. No, I can't actually go with that. Nailed it. The, the, the Hawaiian one? Yes. Yeah, those guys are. Okay, okay, well, I have your support. Okay, then Watch I'll stick out. with it. I thought That's I was totally throw, fine. Not I thought I was going to throw that out there and you're going to shoot me down. Okay. Not at all. I could eat I need, 40 of those. I need to get better about staying true to my convictions on stuff like this, especially when it comes to food. You, I feel yeah. like I throw stuff out there and you just make me feel about yay big. It's my job. But you know what? I, You know what? I'm going to say it right here, right now. I love Thanksgiving dinner rolls. There. I mean, what is... Tell me this though, what's better than the the day after and you make little Sammies on the rolls with the leftover little turkey? Sammies. Oh. Oh my goodness. Need that. What? Oh, I underrated right there. I That's almost wait. better than day of. That's almost better than day of. Almost. I get I'm a I'm gonna go a little cranberry on the bottom part of the bun, turkey, little mayo on top, a little bit of pepper. Call it. Look out. I'm a big mashed potatoes and gravy guy, too. Just wanted to get that on. Are you a dark gravy or a light gravy kind of guy? I don't discriminate. I like both. Same with the turkey. Light meat, dark meat, it's all the same. Well, it's not the same, but to me, it's all the same. It's all good turkey. That's that's how I view it. What's the fam doing for the turkey? Is it just a typical in-the-oven situation? Yes. I'm normally in charge. For like the last four or five years, I've been in charge of frying the turkey. 
It's my first year not doing it for a while. Fried turkey. <whistles> Gotta live that life. It's worth it. And me being typically responsible for doing that, you have to sit outside the whole time so you're not dealing with the family. All the family's arguing and going crazy Love inside. That. It's hot. Everyone's like, hey, help me with this. Uh-uh. I'm outside. That's Just making smart- sure I relight the burner every once that's, in a while. <laughs> that's a smart man right there. <laughs> yes, well, sir. Well done. Well, for those who view this as a food-only podcast, there's our food segment to satisfy your your fix. Yeah. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Keep we an eye s- out on the shop. Cyber uh, Friday, Black Friday and Cyber oh, Monday yeah. coming up, so... If you were eyeing things throughout the year, keep an eye out. Maybe maybe you'll see it on a pretty fat discount. Oh, you'll definitely see it on a fat discount. I got to work on that. It's been a crazy couple of days, man. That's what happens when you take a Monday off. You jump into Tuesday and you're like, oh. Yeah, tough. Got to get caught up. But yeah, I'm going to be working on some uh, Black on Friday, Saturday, Monday. Two-day work week. Oh, it's, it's the best. <laughs> it's the best. Two-day work week. So I'm going to be working on some Black Friday stuff. So uh, prepare yourselves. Probably carry it all weekend, right? Black Friday yeah. through Cyber Monday. Cyber yeah. Monday, yeah. Yeah. So enjoy your Thanksgiving. We will, I guess, see you next week. I think we said that after the World Series recap and then didn't see you guys for like a month. So <laughs> don't don't uh, don't count on it, but yeah. I think our plan is to do something next week. So Never know. Well, oh, it's been a while. Don't go chasing curveballs, folks. We love you all, and as always, looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy.